Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 267. 267. Oof. Well, if you're still here after all that time, welcome. <laughs> we applaud you. I, I haven't got that much energy. It's too hot. Could be worse, it could be too cold. Was it? Why is that worse? That's a good thing. Why is it with the bloody British? We're never happy, are we? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And after other such insights into human nature. Yeah, that shocking revelation. Uh, let's drink some beer. Oh, so Lunderfield Brewery. First off, last time I had Lunderfield Brewery, they did not have that bottle cap. No, no, that's quite a cool looking bottle cap. I quite uh, like the bottle cap. In yeah, fact, they're. they're their brand has had quite a substantial redesign since I hmm. saw anything from them last. Yes, from what I gather, the uh, the label for this one has been designed by a local artist. So. Nice. Uh, so we're drinking three rice monkeys from uh, London Fields Brewery. I've just poured it. It's looking slightly hazy and very nice. pale, and probably exactly what we wanted in this weather. Yes, yeah. seems exactly what we're going to need. Before we talk about the beer, let's talk about the company. You've done the research this week. Go on. Well, sort of. Um, so I was re- I was reading uh, Matt's little uh, spiel on um, London Fields. Um, I, I've had one of their beers before, but I've never I didn't really know much about the uh, the history of the company. Um, apparently, you know, having been established in 2011, they're going in a little bit of bother with the tax man in 20 around about 2015. Um, don't know what what it was all about, uh, but you know, don't really care. It's not you know, not my not my business. Um, but uh, to stop the brewery going out of business, um, interestingly, they were invested in by Brooklyn and Carlsberg. Um, which Le- yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me jump in and cut on the the past stuff because actually I was a really big uh, London Fields fan when I first tried their beers um, didn't know anything about the brewery drank some beers from them which I, I can't remember where I saw them now I think Manchester actually mm-hmm. and really quite enjoyed the beers I had from them, I'm pretty sure we had them on beer bods early on Yeah, we did. It was one, um, I think it was in one of the first boxes we had so. Yeah, enjoyed the beers um, discovered rather later on when I, I looked into things, some of the backstory behind it um, so basically, the guy who set it up uh, had previously been in trouble for illicit earnings, um, and they kind of done him for saying you, you'd been selling lots of drugs, basically, from what I remember now. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. This is well since I've read the news stories about this stuff, but um, he had got a lot of money that hadn't been paid to the taxman, and the taxman said, "You've got to pay us back the money." In fairness, I think most drug dealers would pay their taxes if it was a legal product. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they said, That's what, you're going to pay back your, pay your money, and he convinced them that actually he would, it was a better investment to let him have a business, and money from that would, be, would get paid back to the taxpayer to re, recoup the earnings. Um, but it was then discovered some years in that actually, in fact, it wasn't as being as forthcoming with his accounting as he um, was required to be and uh, yeah that they'd they therefore 
stepped in again and went, this isn't, you know, you can't, you can't keep going as it was. Um, this is widely recognised to be a bit of a, a shame because obviously the actions of the person at the top of the brewery do not necessarily reflect on the actions of the people who work there. There have been a number of very good brewers who went on from there to other, other breweries and stuff who mm. had been very successful afterwards. Um, and obviously, having had their beers before, I actually quite enjoyed a number of their stuff. Um, and you can't help but feel there, there is probably no better example of that question of the difference between tastiness and whether you buy from somebody to do with kind of ethical slash personal slash image yeah. slash whatever. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good example, is that? And well, anyway, going back to the um, thing about the investment that saved the brewery and mm-hmm. saved, saved jobs of people working in there, um, I, find it, I found it rather interesting uh, reading that, given all the recent hoo-ha um, that's been going on. Uh, for those of you that have been living under a rock... Um, it's and- worth saying that neither Gaz nor I are like super, super in with the, the gossip crowd with beer, mm. so... I think we're going to give our take on on what's going to come. From, yeah, but like, on the edges, but from different perspectives. Yeah, but edge. I mean, well, we don't, we don't, we're not aiming that uh, at all. But I mean, there's been so much noise being made; mm. it's hard to miss. Uh, so, I think it's an interesting uh, story to look at, given all the hoo ha that's been made recently regarding Heineken's investment in Beavertown. Now, I may have just thrown a live hand grenade uh, out there. Uh, We're going to stop and and look at it for a little bit and appreciate it. By touching on this subject, but it seems to me, uh, you know, Heineken can put their money into Beavertown and everyone has basically lost their shit. Probably a fair statement. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's been a number of uh, people in the industry and consumers coming out and slagging them off left, right and centre. And... Okay, I'm. I'm not. A, I'm not a, a a Beaver Town lover. I don't mind their beers, but I'm not their. I wouldn't say that. You know, they're a brewery that I drink frequently uh, at all. But whenever I've had their beers, I've enjoyed them. Same can be said with London Fields. I I drink their beers very frequently, but whenever I've had them, I've enjoyed them. Now, this is a company that's had investment from big beer. Uh, Beavertown have had investment from Big Beer, and as of right now, nothing has changed, as far as I'm I can see. Like they've had the initial investment into the company, but have their products changed? Have they stopped suddenly being tasty? I don't know. Um, but okay, so if, I, you, I see if you're going to yeah, if you're going to make if you're going to make these sort of judgments, make an informed judgment based on what the the, the, the company's putting out there. I can understand people being worried about big beer encroaching on craft. So I, I think, having, having, I've watched this all go boom from a bit of distance, and I wasn't quite sure whether we ever want to talk about this because I must admit, I'm a little like, I I'm, pretty, part, I'm pretty sure you and Steve have been actively avoiding talking about it, to be honest. I've certainly avoided mentioning it, and I but think this, part of the this, reason this, actually yeah. is just that. I've seen people talk about it, and I, in fact, I've had private conversations in person with people about this. Mm. But every time I see it get mentioned online, it's like it is that hand grenade. 
you know you're attracting so much rage from a portion of people. You think, is it really worth having this conversation in public when you know that your timeline is just going to fill up with people raging in both for and against whatever opinion you come out with? Your opinion can be, I've got no opinion, and you're still going to get a rage of people arguing you. And that, that's... I, I, I mean, think this is one of the biggest problems, though, with the internet, isn't it? I mean, it's given people an opportunity to an expression of opinion, but, I mean, quite... To be quite honest, like uh, this, I mean, I, Th- there I, is... I very rarely get involved with com- in conversations like this online because, to be honest, uh, there is a level of civility, I, as far as I'm concerned, that should be uh, that should be present Th- when there you're is having a, certain... a conversation like this. Even yeah. if it's a heated conversation, you you are civil to what you should be civil to one another and appreciate each other's opinions. The problem is with the internet; people seem to think because that the, the rules are different. There's certainly a loss and of I, recognition I'm, that what you're doing is talking about beer. You're not talking about, like, killing children. You are not talk, talking about, like, many other things. You're not even actually... You know, you're talking about maybe business of one sec, a, a small sector of the world. You're not talking about world politics or But let's be honest, most like of the people that are getting angry and shouting online about this are doing it from an uninformed position okay, because so nothing has changed as of that, as of as of this moment nothing has changed now if things do change and their products but that's maybe then, okay. then here's it's, the then argument it's a different then. thing you can make an informed decision you can have an informed argument and discussion but the, for me i think there are maybe four positions that i've seen expressed about beaver town of which I think three have broadly got merit. There is some people who are saying this is their business, they can do what they want with it, they're taking opportunity to open it up to a broader market, to people who would normally drink lager or something and actually getting tasty beer into better places is a good thing. I am certainly... I agree with that. And if if you don't like it, vote with your wallet. I am certainly open to those those people. Like, that's a perfectly valid position to hold. I also think there's a valid argument from some people who are fairly sensibly saying, everyone else is entitled to like them. I personally don't like supporting large businesses, particularly if maybe if you're a Londoner and you say, actually, I like supporting local, small local businesses. I've got no innate hatred of the big ones, but I'd rather support small businesses because I like doing that. If that's all it is, fine again. That's fine. I think the remaining two variations I've heard, there's actually an argument from a lot of the industry that goes something along the lines of their beer can still be great, they can still be just as innovative and interesting as they ever have been, but they're going to be used to reduce access to market for a lot of other businesses so it's going to become as we've seen in maybe with some of the other brands have ended up going like Camden is now a face you've seen every supermarket um, meantime we've seen every supermarket but maybe Brewdog you might argue you see in every supermarket regardless of whether or not they're owned by somebody else they're, these people now become like a big the mass market thing and and are they taking away from the lager drinking 
market who don't really know about craft beer, in which case we're kind of like, oh yeah, that's great. I, or are they taking away from small businesses who are trying to establish themselves? I, now, there's a question there, and I can well, understand I mean, that, that's, why, that's, if you're in the business, that's a concern. That's the thing. They're make, well, I mean, they're, make, they're coming from that point of view, but they're also assuming uh, consumer behaviour there. And like... Not consumer behaviour. They're, well, they're talking about I mean, pubcos like, and the no, like. like. Well, you say you, if you go into the supermarket, and like you, you see in every supermarket, you see Camden, you see Meantime, you see Brewdog. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you bought any of those beers in the supermarket? I, yeah, but this is where this is where I'm not. It might, they might typical. be taking up. They might be taking up shelf space. And granted, I see. You know, no, they, potentially they be sell. the opportunity for another another uh, another brewer, smaller business to be in there. Granted, um, I the, I've seen them sell very well. But they say, well, they do, they do sell very well. And the thing is, like, I know, I know a number of people personally. I mean, this is just this is just from you know a mm. group of. Of people I know uh, as friends, like uh, a lad I used to work with, was a you know, uh, ten pints on a Saturday lager swilling Carling man, who for his fortieth uh, birthday got uh, bought a shed load of Brewdog stuff because he loves Brewdog now. Brewdog brilliant, like punks, yeah. punks his beer of choice, like it, you know that mass market. Um, well, and we're looking at a, a market of things that has does evolved. It's no longer simply well, are you in, are you in the the bleeding edge or not. There's now that 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 in between of I like interesting beer, but I don't want to go and drink a beer from a brewery I've never heard of. But yeah, it's the thing. Like, mo- but this is the thing that that kind of guy is. Is he drinking Brewdog because he appreciates the taste? I don't think he is. He's drinking it because it's popular. Yeah, I, I think there's maybe a little bit of both. I, I, I'm and you were, I think you would see, the, I think you'd see the same thing with, uh, yes, uh, granted, they will, it, there is the possibility that it's going to uh, encroach on smaller breweries and their ability to get their product to market. But at the same time, I think the informed consumer, and I like to think we're both informed consumers who make uh, our buying decisions from a rational point of view, um, will find these businesses so yeah I mean regardless we can be positive I, I, you look at somebody like the Lambit Brewery is a great example here now Lambit Breweries these days like they're still like, I go hunting for like I pay lots of money for nice Lambit beers and but those breweries still make actually a lot of their money selling to people who live down the road from them and in fact most small breweries these days regardless of how niche they are particularly in the UK, make a surprisingly large amount of sales, I think, from, from local businesses or from places that you might not think of as being um, obviously what the kind of thing we go after. Like, I know that the bottle shops I go to quite often now, they won't stock things like Punk. Yeah. Because they won't say it's not, it's not just a bad beer, it's just that they said, well, you can go to the supermarket. Why would I bother stocking something that you can buy in the supermarket at a fraction of what I can sell it for? Yeah, and that's the thing. You can't. They can't compete on price, can they? So what? You know, you they might spell that, the, the unique sell, the, the unique selling point of going to a place like that is that you've got mm. a carefully create, uh, curated selection of beers, and you're relying on the owner of that business to introduce you to things that are. And, and I think maybe in terms of like usual. the bottled range, there's a different question than if you look like the entree because things like. 
going into um, a pub, no matter regardless whether it's a chain one or or an independent one, increasingly there is a need. They'll have something available on the keg or you know similar that you think, okay, yeah, that's all right. I can drink that. And that's where a lot of volume of those beers is going. That's where the like, meantime and kind of stuff have also done very well. And there's no doubt, I think, in my mind that with what's happened with Beavertown, that's going to appear, you know, you're going to see Gamma Ray or, or Neck Oil appearing some places. And actually, you know, that... For me, that's not a bad thing, because, like, there, there was a time in the not-too-distant past where, you know, I would go out with people or I'd arrange to meet people and they'd you know they'd arrange to go in a pub that I wouldn't normally frequent and I'd go in and I'd look at the bar and there was nothing I wanted to drink so what did I do I ordered a Guinness yeah well, which was which is what you did isn't oh, yeah, it? Yeah, if it you is. went into a, if you went into a place like that <laughs> they had they had no Don't worry, nothing, nothing you wanted to have You'd, you'd, you'd have a Guinness by default, wouldn't you? You're coming to move. You're moving to Stoke on Trent soon. There are still more than a few bars where that Guinness will be your winning option. Yeah, but um, it's, it's all right, Roland, because I found the ones that sell all the good shit. That's uh, true. <laughs> um, um, but there is, I can see, I can understand the, the concerns here because if we look at like a local brewer to us, there's a, a local brewery, Limestone, who again we got on, on uh, beer bars before. Mm-hmm. And I remember Brad from Limestone saying to me, I actually, a lot of his cask volume uh, is done to Weatherspoons. And it isn't because he particularly wants to sell to Weatherspoons. He thinks, oh, I really love the company and I want to sell it. Like, that's where, if you want to do volume of cask in this area, actually do, they do a lot of volume. Um, and I can see that, that question, like, why is it that you see regional brewers being able to sell cask into somewhere like Weatherspoons but they aren't selling keg into there and keg is being tied up with your bigger your bigger operators and less of oh this is a local brewery that kegs their beer hmm. particularly given that the markups they tend to be a little bit better on although actually in fairness if you go to those kind of places the, the price of um, keg stuff is rather lower than you might expect it to be yeah, in many places. But, but, but anyway, uh, you said there was a fourth uh, one that you heard, and I assume that that's all Venom. Uh, yeah, okay, so my, my fourth is my section of idiots. Um, sorry if you're one of these people, but... Don't, don't apologise to them. You're, you're, you're enlightened in them, Roland. You probably don't realise you are. Um, <laughs> no, they never there, do. There is a section of people, I think, mm. as you say, who have been quite angry based on... I don't really know what, apart from the fact it's cool to hate. Oh, you stole it. I was like, <laughs> bugger. I was waiting to throw that one in there. It's just like, how often do you get a chance to throw an Offspring reference into it? Uh, uh, yeah, I think there's certainly a portion of people who have just been ragey. Yeah, but that's the thing, I, isn't it? Like, some people just like to well, rage the, against the, the big There must co- be a portion as well. And I, like, I know there really was with Camden. There was a portion of people who felt betrayed. And there's a portion of people who thought, I know what you are, and really realised they didn't do that. I don't think Beaver Town is a particularly bad example of that, because to me, well, Beaver I Town have not really pr- shifted they've been, pretty o- they've been pretty open about the whole thing, haven't they? They could have kept it quiet, and then this could have came out uh, much well, later, at, and it's like, you know... Yeah, I, I, I personally don't think the Beaver Town thing is as big as the Camden stuff was... Um, 
I don't think for me it was particularly shocking, but I can see that there might be some people who... But I think there are elements of that growth that I feel disappointed about, like they end up closing the Bruin queue, which I went to once and was really enjoyed, uh, and I felt that was a shame. But that kind of fits into the it's a shame category rather than the I'm betrayed category. Well, this is the thing, like, the, the, it's the language, isn't it? Like, to feel betrayed, it's just like... Sorry, like... If, if, to use the word betrayal, like, I, that's, that's making reference to someone who has, you know, I... I personally trust and has has, has has abused that trust like a business is a business and they're going to make decisions based like even even the most you know pure of heart brewery is going to make fiscal decisions they're going to make decisions that ultimately make them money that's because let's be honest no one is in business uh, for, for you know, just to oh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make nice beer and lose, you know, uh, money hand over fist. Like everyone is in the in know. this to make money. I think there's a couple who I genuinely think are in here to some, ruin themselves. Some, some, are, some are happy, you know, just to make enough to get by. Some want to make a bit more. That's you know, but to, to say I feel betrayed, it's just like it's just a business. Like if you if you are disappointed in them, which I think is a more appropriate term to use, then. You know, use your rights as a consumer and spend your money elsewhere. But don't well, I, take to the internet and start throwing out a load of bile and venom. It's just like, what's the point? Because the thing is, most of these people, they're, I'm, I'm going to say most of them, there might be the odd one or two, because, you know, let's be honest, underage drinking is a thing. Um, but, you know, there are, most of these people are adults. Most of these people work for big businesses. Grow up. <laughs> I, that's, the, that's, the, that's worth saying as well. Like most of us, like we use big businesses. Yeah. I go to the supermarket. I don't buy everything I've got from small whole, small traders or directly yeah. from farmers. I, I, I might work for a relatively small company, but you know, like I, I constantly use. I use train companies that are big. I use taxi companies that are not, you know, not micro things. Like you, everything you do about life, you can't get away from that. Use big energy. You, you use lots of these companies and you don't care about it until it's different because yeah, somehow... And let's, and let's be honest, some of these big companies, so in like the grocery sector or the energy yeah. sector, let's be honest, these these groups are a lot worse than uh, <laughs> yeah. some of the big, uh, the big beer companies. For, for those of us of a certain age, you remember the, what went about, about Nestle and some of the behaviour they were doing Ooh. at a certain point... For me, it's far worse than what I've seen. Yeah, and that is out of Heineken. That, that, that stuff relates back to that is a, a betrayal of consumer trust. Because let's be honest, what so the, how did the whole uh, you know brand model come around in the first place? Like branded consumer products were all about trust. Because before there was any regulation, people you know yeah. cowboys were cutting anything and anything into goods that were, uh, were to be consumed, and there was nothing to stop them doing so. But uh, brands emerged uh, through, you know, we're going to create this product, it's unadulted and uh, our brand is a, is a promise. If you buy this, this is what you're going to get. And that's the that's the, where that all came from. So like, you know, the, you know, to Nestle, you know, that was a betrayal of consumer trust. Well, then, I, I think we've got an informed consumer, a more informed consumer base. I understand why some people feel uncomfortable with bigger brewery bigger bigger businesses taking a stake into breweries i can understand which like particularly when you if you've got a longer longer memory and you remember what it was like in the 
80s and 70s, which, you know, there is a precedent in beer for this, for small breweries and um, brewers of any character uh, being dis- being destroyed yeah. by live businesses coming in and just buying everything And up. we can see both in the UK and, and, and the US that was a point not that long thing, ago. I can, I can understand people being concerned from that standpoint that, you know, that, that it could happen again. Like, if, 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 if there's anything, actually, I feel like I'm not concerned about like shouting at the businesses. It feels like if if there's an issue here, it's to do with regulation and to do with monopolies and that kind of stuff. And like, if there's a concern, it should be raised with how the sector is managed and protected from those kind of issues, rather than did that business make a decision that was practical for it. I, and also, like, is is Beavertown now the same as Carlsberg? Would have thought so. No. Like the, to me, like having a stake in them doesn't stop the businesses. It might give them advantage, but let's be honest, they were big enough already. It's not really shifted it that much, I don't think. What it has given, I guess it, it's. I think I would suggest the corporate ethos and, and the behaviours inside them are still probably quite different. Mm. Um, and but again, this is purely speculation, isn't it? Yeah. As of right now, nothing has changed, and that was that 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 for me is the biggest the biggest point. Uh, and I think going back to uh, to the beer that we're consuming and oh, yeah. London Fields Brewery, what we got I think I think, I, I think the. Um, the story behind them and what's happened in their, you know, very short history, yeah. I thought was a, a very, a very interesting one, and it very much related to what's go- currently going on in the beer industry. I thought, like, you know, let it use it as a cautionary tale. You know, if you're angry about what's going on with Beaver Town, that's fine. Don't take to the internet and be a troll. Don't be one of those people. You know, be an adult. And make a decision. Either if you if you don't if you you know ethically and morally disagree with this, and you're against big business, then just go and spend your money somewhere else. Go and support your local breweries. You know, because that's at the end of the day, that's the way you keep them going is by spending your money with them. If you keep spending your money with them and not with big beer, then you know, yeah, they're going to win, aren't they? But I think you know. Wait until they, you know, they've they've got their new brewery. Because let's be honest, what did Beavertown want this money for? They wanted it to expand their business yeah. and build a new brewery. When they're building a new brewery and they start their output starts from there, and you you still you know you're curious, go, wor- go and taste the beer. And if it's not good, if it's not tasty, and let's be honest, what's craft beer all about? Let's because it's one of those things we, we no, it it's not. Doesn't have a it has a really loose definition. It does doesn't and it? you know what? I think it's full of. Craft beer means two different things to do different people. To some of us, it means tasting delicious. To some of us, it means made by somebody who's a small artisan, whatever that might want to be. And for many of us, those, those two things might both have value. I can understand, like, I, I want to support people. I, I, I happily pay good money to beers like Lambic Breweries because you know what I want people to brew those beers that take a long time to produce they've got a tradition they're difficult they maybe won't appeal to a mass audience and I want to support them with my money because I still want those things to be done and I'm happy for them to have my money to make sure they get that 
at the same time. I, want, I don't want to give my money to a small, local, interesting business that produces boring, bad beer. This is the thing, isn't it? It's just, like one of the biggest uh, moves you've seen over the uh, last few years in um, uh, overall, not just uh, relating to beer, but in uh, you know production and consumption of uh, goods, mainly mostly food and drink. Yeah. This has been this push to you know support local businesses, and I'm all for for supporting local businesses, but not just for the sake of supporting them. Like they've got to actually be producing something that I want to consume. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're funding mediocrity at that point. It's just like why would you do that? Um, I, I want to support innovation in pretty much all of these, and innovation often comes from small businesses trying something different and new. That's great. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't buy beer from a number of small breweries who exist around here because I've tried it, and it's boring and it's not particularly tasty, and I'm not going to give them more of my money if they're not going to produce something that is, you know, is fundamentally no different to a brown bitter I could buy off the shelf in the supermarket. Yep probably in about as good condition um, yeah so let's let's wrap this up this, this long and most contentious of well yes I think it was a, I think it was a good opportunity I think that the, the rounding up is the, the, uh, the thing that will uh, make or break uh, this discussion is that London Fields Brewery we've had their beer before we're having a beer now in the the post investment era what do we think of it I think it's okay. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's terrible. Um, I get a lot of that kind of clove flavour to it. I agree. Um, Is that a little, little, little touch of banana? Yeah, there? I don't really get the big, a big hit of hops. No. Um, to me, this tastes like a wheat beer. It's a, it's a slightly modern interpretation on it, but it is what it is. Um, it's fine if I'm honest I'm probably not going to go and buy lots more from them that isn't because I hate it but this does, is not a beer that makes me think yeah I want to try more from them this is a, a beer that make me, makes me feel yeah they're fine the, the beer's fine it's not special but there are so 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 many breweries out there I cannot drink all the tasty beer from all the tasty breweries if I wanted to. I'm not that So what you're good. saying, Roland, is as a consumer, you're making an informed decision based on what you've tried. As a consumer, I feel apathy towards it. Um, there we go. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I'm not going to go spending effort chasing it. I'm unsure about them if it was a business because I honestly don't know enough about what's going on there. And there are lots of other small breweries where I probably know more and like them and know the people involved. That isn't trying to knock London Fields as being a bad thing. It's just that in this current marketplace, there are so many sources of good beer. They are not going to be high on my list. Um, I'm going to call it a seven. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Right. I, it's, I think it's confident. I just, I think I wish it didn't say hoppy on it. Actually, if I'm, if I'm yeah, honest, the, I wish hoppy was off that list. The, the hoppy, the hoppy thing, I'd kind of, for me, it almost seems like they're just throwing it on there as a thing to get people's attention because, you know, hoppy is the 
Yeah, like a I, buzzword, isn't it? Let's be honest. If I'm uh, honest, around craft beer, so. <laughs> and if I, I, I'm going to, people are going to might question why I'm giving it a seven after what seems like an absolutely positive thing. Well, I was surprised. I was surprised you went with a seven. Actually, yeah. Uh, I, th- so I, I, I thought you were going to go with my score, which is uh, a six. Uh, <laughs> it's but, arguable, um, like, but I guess I've, I've I've set my tone over many many episodes now of this, of saying that like eight is my bar for I'm going to go looking for that. I'm not going to go looking for these guys, but at the same time, I whilst this is a style that is, I would say is more in the kind of wit type style for it. I'm not really. <laughs> A massive fan of that style, um, but for what it is, I think it's competently executed. And if I saw another beer from them and I was in the mood for that style, would I necessarily think I'm not going to drink that? Probably not. I'd probably have it. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Well, like to go to, to clarify what my score is, I agree pretty much with everything Roland said there. My thing is though. As a as a wheat beer, I've had much better, so I'm just knocking it, uh, knocking it a da- uh, down a point for that. Mm. You know, that's about it, really. So, um, if anyone's still listening at this point, because this this has got to be a record. This is officially the longest uh, beer yeah. podcast. Wow. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, um, but, we've drunk up. We're but, shutting up. Yeah, let's be honest. It was a fairly big topic that we were talking about and I, as, I we, as we've seen lots of people have got lots of opinions and we could carry on talking about it probably indefinitely I'm pretty sure that nobody else who's covered this in a podcast has kept it anywhere under 35 minutes which we're still looking at just about um, yeah. we're going to drink up and shut up we're done <laughs> <laughs>